The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Paula. And I am already, I'm going to jump into it because we're not messing around. There's baseball on. We're recording on Wednesday night. The Angels are at the Cardinals right now. And quite frankly, I want to watch because Shohei's, Shohei's pitching right now. So I got John Moore. Calls himself the Recliner Nord. <laughs> recliner Nord. <Go>, recliner Nerd. <laughs> he is from the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. And we're going to preview this big series this weekend. With a much improved Rangers team, they took a loss today in a fun game. Maybe not for him, but it was fun offensive baseball to watch. I'm gonna, we're going to talk about this this new looking this new look Rangers team and the series and all things in between. I'm going to do this right now before we even go. We're right back with our ad. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. 
This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, John. Thanks for coming on. We are glad yeah. to have you. I, I'm glad that we actually had a really nice conversation before the show even started. And so normally yeah. this thing runs about 20, 30 minutes, but I get the feeling we can talk for a while because we were already <laughs> chopping it up like that. Great conversation already, and we haven't even started yet. So this Rangers team, we heard and saw a whole lot of the offseason about the moves they made. There was lots of noise. They got some young guys coming up, too. You're mixing with some veterans like Jake DeGrom, who we know, we know. He's hurt. Uh, he's hurt. What? But, <laughs> shocker, right? But uh, this team is, is fun. It's interesting. Tell us about this Rangers club. Yeah, you know, for the first time in a long time, I think, you know, coming into this season, I think all Ranger fan base was pretty excited coming in. Look, last year, you know, there was a lot of moves made that John Daniels, longtime president of baseball operations and GM was let go last year. Um, I think everyone kind of felt that he was going to just step aside anyway. And he was going to kind of get into one of those uh, roles where he was just an advisor, which he's doing right now with the Tampa Bay Rays. But uh, uh, Ray Davis, one of the owners came in and right after they fired Chris Woodward, two days later, they fired John Daniels and uh, Chris Young, uh, former pitcher, played in the major leagues for many years. Uh, he was the assistant general manager at the time. He took over the the uh, the the you know president of baseball operations and general manager. And he came in and and when they had let Chris knew Chris, uh, Chris let John go and Chris took over, he he let us know in the press conference when he was introduced um, that you know this the rebuild's over. I mean this he expects to win going forward. That's what he was going to do last year. Obviously they they went out and people don't realize. Diehard uh, Ranger fans know this. When they went out and signed Corey Seager and and Marcus Simeon and all of that, they knew Ranger fans, the diehard ones knew we still weren't there yet. We didn't have a pitching staff, they, and they were all upset. Why didn't we sign pitching? It's like we had some young pitchers that were moving up that we kind of expected to step up, possibly get into the rotation last year. It didn't happen. Um, and then they said they would spend on pitching going into this year, and boy, they they did. And, uh, you know, not just Jacob DeGrom, which they threw a contract out there. I don't think the other team was going to go for Nathan Nivaldi. Um, they signed him. Andrew Haney went and got him. Martin Perez, not p- many people know. He was with the Rangers last year, but he was a free agent. Uh, they, they made him a qualifying offer. He accepted it uh, and came back. So that's four pitchers in your starting rotation. The only one returning from the rotation was John Gray, who had a good, had a decent year. He was injured. <clears throat> and, but. I mean, look, we, we were we were excited going in. I still had them probably finishing third in the West, uh, maybe contending for a wild card going in. It could still end up there. Uh, let's see where this thing goes. But, boy, they've played some great baseball in April. And th- I'll tell you now, the difference from spring training last year when we were there and this year, this group, 
they're, they are melding. They are together. You get in that clubhouse in the morning and these guys, they all like each other. And I tell you the biggest, the biggest offseason move they made was not Jacob deGrom. It was Bruce Bochy. Uh, it is a big difference. Bruce Bochy knows how to work a bullpen. And, uh, if he, when we get the right now, that's the biggest glaring weakness on this team is the bullpen. Uh, and because we keep saying we need another bat, but right now they're, they're doing it. You saw what they did today. Uh, they got down by five runs, ended up catching up, taking the lead, uh, bullpen blew it, uh, and they ended up losing, but this team is scoring a lot of runs. Scoring a lot of runs. They are second in the league with runs scored American league. They have a plus 74. Yeah. Plus 70. They have allowed fewer runs than Houston has. Yeah. They're on a pitching staff. So. I'm looking at this Texas team, and I think for the last two years now, we've been kind of saying, when will Texas make their move? And this they're doing this with DeGrom getting hurt. They're doing this. Corey Seager's on the on the aisle. And here we Mitch go Carver. again. Mitch Carver, one of the, yeah. you know, like he's the backup. He's, he, he splits time with Heimick Catcher, but he was dh in most of the time, plays first base. He was a, that's a good right-handed bat and had a lot of power, and he's been hurt too. So you had well, you had the Rangers finishing third. How did you foresee this division going when the season started? When the season started, I, honestly, I thought Seattle was uh, for real, and and I thought Houston might might come off a little bit. They lost Verlander. They were depend. Look, they're those guys. They just grow pitchers in Houston. I don't know what they do there. They they have it's been good the way they've developed pitching. There, I mean, they're not the Tampa. They're not Rays. The Rays do it better than anybody, but. I really thought Seattle last year, they came up, made the playoffs for the first time, and I really thought they were going to expand on that. Now they've had some injury issues, and they haven't started well. I kind of saw them, and then you, I, I saw the Angels and the Rangers kind of right there together at three and four. I didn't, you know, I said three because I'm a Ranger fan, but it could have been fourth and right there, and I didn't think we were going to be far apart as far as whatever the game's back or whatever, but competing for a wild card spot, you know, maybe that second spot. I really thought the West might be, Besides Oakland might be the best division going in. The East is proven right now they are. I mean, everybody's above mm. 500 um, and doing that. And Oakland, you know, brings down the West with, with what they're doing this year because they're in just total break it down. They're trying to get to Vegas, I guess, um, you know, and what they're doing. But, you know, I, I they're, they're playing well and they're never out of the game. This is something that reminds me of something of the 2009 Rangers uh, they were never out of the game. They could get down five, six runs and work their way back into it. Um, it'll be interesting. This will be a big test. You know, they're, they, they have a great home, home loss. I mean, home record as opposed to again on the road. They're, they're splitting right now. They're six and six on the road. Coming to Anaheim to play, it's going to be a big test. Uh, these teams are a lot alike. The Rangers are playing better right now than, than, than the Angels are. But, shoot, you got the two best players in baseball play for the Anaheim Angels. I mean, that's, that's tall prairie. I'm not sure I would say, you know, where these guys are. We have our questions. You know, is, is Mike Trout still a five-tool guy? I mean, he can't be what he wants to be, but we're, they're trying to save his legs. You, you know, Shohei, there's, you know, the, the lingering background of what happens come July. Yeah. What do they do in July? That's in the, that's in the background. And for us on this side, we have concerns. The bullpen on numbers-wise looks good. The reality is, not so good. I mean, and so there's questions going with the Angels. There's questions with the Rangers. However, with the Rangers, one thing that I really like about what I'm seeing is they are resilient. Like we saw, like you mentioned today, coming back, 
I mean, that that poor Brandon fought. What a what a. By the way, Arizona, you deserve <laughs> the absolute hammering in the media and by your fans for bringing your young prospect up on the road in Texas and throwing him in the wolves today. Great yeah. job wrecking your prospect today. <laughs> Idiotic. I uh, yeah, I, I agree. And <laughs> I, you know, and, and they now it today, yeah, he but I, you know, the kid that that's a good kid. I think he'll he might be okay, but boy, he I I, I was kind of shocked to see that happen myself. Uh that they he's brought one him. of their top prospects. Yeah. And, and they just threw him to that Texas Wolf. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, and, and Texas offense right now, they're clicking. I mean, Arizona saw it yesterday. Uh, they knew they were clicking. So um, right now they are. I mean, they're it's what do they call it, pass the baton, where every guy that steps up is just going to the next guy. And, I mean, right now, I mean, uh, you know, you know, Travis, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Jankowski, is, he wasn't, he was a minor league, came in on a minor league deal, and now he's, He's batting second with Seager out. He's really he's hitting over three hundred. I mean, the Rangers. It's 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 it's. There's a lot of luck and good luck that's happened. Rangers haven't had it in a while to hit on someone like Jankowski, uh, Will Smith, who's closed the games. Been probably the best uh, closer that there's a rotation of three or four guys they've been using as closer. He's done the best. Uh, he just had to, he extended yesterday. That's probably why he wasn't available today. Uh, but uh, minor league deal comes in and then they hit on him and he and he's doing good out of the bullpen. So they're they're not just they they haven't just gone out and signed good players and spent the money. They haven't just built the the minor league system, which is top five right now in all of baseball. They're hitting on some of these 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 you call them those plumber guys, the guys you bring in to fill gaps, and and these guys are hitting and doing right now. Um, so you know, right now it's great. Let's see. They started out May one and one. Uh, we'll see what goes on. I mean, it's a long season, you know that. Uh, but uh, with you know, Degrom is that's a that's a big question on Degrom. But you know, I, I'm seeing him around the clubhouse. He's goofing off with everybody. He's out there doing drills and all of that. So I I, I don't know how. I mean, what's, I think they're yeah. What's it, the feel on him? I think he's coming back. I, it's so there was no structural damage. We 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 learned that there's inflammation in the elbow. They're being really cautious on him, and understandably, Jacob Degrom. Uh, like like Shohei Otani, he's a difference maker when he's a pitching, when he's on the mound. Um, he's unbelievable when when he's doing. I'm I've seen it up close now. I, you know, after he, we signed him, I went back and looked at a lot of Degrom. I, I knew about Degrom and all of that, but I didn't really watch a lot of tape on him. Um, he was over in the National League, and so you see some video on him. It looks great. Seeing it in person, it's pretty impressive what he does. I mean, you know, he's sitting 98 to to 101 every pitch. You know, that slider's 92 miles an hour changeup. Mm-hmm. You know, low nineties. I mean, and he puts it where he wants. This guy doesn't walk anybody, and so anytime somebody gets a hit on him, um, you're not worried about it because he'll just strike out one of the next two hitters. It's crazy how it feels. Now, injuries were a bigger issue, and and New York media has gone crazy on him. Um, you know that because he didn't come back, he spurned the Mets and and came to the Rangers. It was all a lot of it was money. They put the biggest contract out there, but getting to meet him and know him. And know how that media is. I think he was looking to leave New York anyway, uh, to tell you the truth. But I look right now from what we're seeing, it's just inflammation. Uh, they're going to be cautious. Maybe they've got a couple of off days, skip his start the next few days, um, next couple of starts, and just kind of see where it is. They put him on the IL. 
but he's certainly not moping around that you know that clubhouse like he feels there's something there and there's something wrong. He he's smiling, having fun, like it's just you know, hey, I, I want I need to be there at the end. Right now, let's play a little cautious, which you don't want to be doing that with your ace. He needs to be going out there all the time. But I'd rather have Jacob Degrom, you know, in October and September yeah. if, if we get there than I need him right now. You that know was I mean? actually what I was thinking. In my brain was, yeah, they would rather him be there and available then than. What happens if that inflammation becomes a tear, that tear becomes exactly. Tommy John, and you lose a season? Um, Corey Seager, what's the update on him? That's another one. It's funny. You know, so, so Corey Seager is a really quiet guy. When, when, we, when he first came over and getting to know him, he, he's a really quiet guy. And then after you get to know him a little bit, he'll say hi and do all that. When he got injured, he kind of disappeared. You wouldn't see him in the clubhouse. He was out doing drills yesterday. He was laughing, high-fiving everybody. To us, you know, hey, man, what's going on, John? You know, and saying all that and talking and, and doing all that. I, I have a feeling what I saw that it, he might be going out on a rehab start. I bet within a couple of weeks, I bet he's going out on a rehab. Now, he's, you know, they said a month, and, and that's a soft tissue, soft tissue. It's a strain of that hamstring. You don't want to screw with it. Uh, luckily, it wasn't a tear, but uh, he was certainly running and, you know, he was doing sprints and doing things like that to, to work it. But, uh, they're really cautious with him too. The offense is still producing. Uh, you know, Ezekiel Durant stepped in at shortstop, and he's hitting over 300 right now, and and uh, hit it, hit the game-winning home run yesterday to put the Rangers ahead. Uh, you know, right now there's no need to rush him right now. I mean, eventually though, this all starts to play like you are, and you need Seager back in the lineup. So, just like Degrom. So. Right now, heading into just the current iteration of the team, right now where they are with who they got, Friday's matchup, Dane Dunning versus Tyler Anderson. I'm going to tell you, I don't know anything about Dane Dunning. Tell us about Dane Dunning, please. Okay, so Dane Dunning was in the rotation last year um, and, and actually probably the second best player in the ro- pitcher in the rotation. He's a ground ball pitcher, doesn't strike out a lot. He got converted to a long reliever because of what they did in the offseason. Um, you know, Dane Dunning was probably two or three last year, and now he's a long reliever because they went out and got four starting pitchers and already had John Gray. Um, so it, there just wasn't room for him. He has been outstanding in the bullpen. He has just come in and just hardly not given up anything coming in. Now, starting role, what he'll do, he is he's good. He, he stays in the strike zone. Um, he's not going to overpower. And you won't see a ton of strikeouts by him, but his sinker is good, and it puts in play. Um, you know, that means he's, he's a good guy to have. That's one lucky thing the Rangers have right now. They have some depth at starting pitching. Uh, they've got Dunning there. They got a guy named Cole Reagans who was outstanding in triple a last year. He's in long relief right now too. He's been almost unhittable. We just can't get to the, you get to the back end of our bullpen and that's where we're running into some issues right now. Uh, but he could step in and do a spot start if needed. Uh, we got a couple guys at triple a that are doing well. Um, you know, and then the, the young guns coming up the pike, uh, doing pretty well too. So, I mean, I would expect Dunn, uh, Dunning to hold his own. Um, you'll probably you'd be impressed. He's not bad. Uh, now he's a guy too, that can, uh, he can, he can get himself out of jams with the, with the ground ball. Um, but he'll get it if he's, if he's got it going like he's doing right now, I could see him going a good, you know, he, he's not stretched out. So maybe he's only going to go five. He might, they might have a pitch count at 80 to a hundred on him. Uh, but uh, I could see him go scoreless or only give up a run or two, but you got Trout and Otani in there too, and those guys you don't mess around with who can put a ball out there. But uh, 
Uh, he'll give the Rangers a chance. That's for sure. And then Saturday, Nathan Uvalde, uh, we know a bit of a bit of him from his pre Texas years. How's he been for you guys on Texas? What do you expect from him on Saturday start? He, you know, he's di- he's so different than what the Rangers have had. I mean, it, it, he'll go out and give up three runs in the second inning and then just shut everyone down for the next four, right, and go six or seven. Last game out, pitched a complete game shutout. Um, he started to get his stuff together and good. I mean, look, this is a guy that's a he's a he's a legit two or three starter. I mean, you know, he was an ace with Boston, but uh, he's a legit two or three starter. And so he's going to go out and if he's anything like he was uh, his last start, it'll it I it's confidence for the Rangers. They're going to feel good. He's there, even if he gives up runs, he doesn't lose himself. He stays within himself, and he can mitigate the damage and just keep. You know, you want your starter to go longer. If you if you only you know if you can get to those guys at the end and not have to get in between somewhere, a Haney struggled today, and so that mm-hmm. was a problem. And so Haney struggling got to the bullpen a little early, and the guys we have there in the middle, that uh, you know, and Dunning obviously I didn't realize Dunning was announced as the starter. I figured there was a chance that they were just going to go straight to Evaldi because um, you know it would be on five days rest because they had the day off. They have the day off tomorrow. Uh, but uh, you you knowing that Dunning's been announced, that means I, I figured that might happen also. So I just hadn't seen it yet. And I'm just yeah, you know, I'm looking at what Yahoo has for him right now because Yahoo's usually usually pretty accurate their starters. Yeah, that, no, no. Um, if he if he's being announced, he's been announced because the Rangers will hold it to the end unless they've already announced who's going to be because they like to keep their starters out there. So earlier it, it showed to be determined. So they've probably decided they're going to go with Dane and, and the, the beats that were there. I wasn't at the game today. Mm-hmm. Um, that I have a day job, so I, I, I don't get to go to every one of them like I want to. But um, so if, if Yahoo's got it, that means MLB's got it. That means he's, he's announced as a starter. All right. So last game, and that guy I really like. I really, really like Martin Perez. He's been phenomenal this year. Tell our listeners about him because I got to tell you, you're in for a show. This guy right here. He was the ace of the staff last year. He pitched 200 innings, had a below two ERA, 1.96 ERA. Um, we thought the Rangers would look. The Rangers signed him last year on a four four million dollar flyer, and so then they made the qualifying offer. Really, kind of thought that that he would sign a two or three year deal. Maybe I, um, I guess I could. So Jeff is very close to Martin. They're very close friends. And Martin came on while he was a free agent and talked to us last year on the show and and uh you know in our little like you and i were talking ahead of time we were talking mm-hmm. afterwards after we had cut it off and you know he was a little frustrated at first he really kind of he had told us where the rangers were and where he was they were apart by just a million and we couldn't understand but chris young had made no moves yet and we didn't know what he was doing yet in the off season and i think he couldn't really commit like you know three years 45 million something like that he wasn't ready to commit that yet because he was getting his his uh, budget from the owners to go forward, but he was trying to get it done, and they were just off. and And then they made that, and and we really thought Martin thought he might be leaving. Then they made the qualifying offer, and of course that does what it does to a lot of those guys. Uh, losing yeah. a draft pick was he going to be worth it? And it opened it back up, and Martin came back at nineteen point eight million, whatever it is, on the qualifying offer, and it's a steal for the Rangers. And he's picked up right where he was. Now you know he started as career with texas and when he came up was during those world series years and right after you know he was a young kid you know 21 22 when he got anybody got on base or he got flustered it was 
boy, it was like walking a tightrope to know what he was going to do. He has learned to control himself and all of that. And he's just, he, he could be an ace on a staff. Now he's a, he's probably like Evaldi is a legit two or three. That guy can get out of more jams because he, his sinker is crazy. He's got a changeup that's, that's huge. It's his out pitch. He gets more called third strikes than anybody because that changeup, it's kind of like the old Greg Maddox where it, it's looks out of the zone and moves back into it. Um, it, it, it it's deceptive, and man, he is. I tell you what, that guy, he's he's might be the MVP right now. He's been the best pitcher on the staff. So, basically, what I'm hearing you say is, you better win the first two games if you if you expect to win the series. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, Perez is up against Jose Suarez, who has struggled throughout. The season thus far, and it, yeah, I, I have, you know, I, and I, the, the, our listeners know I'm also a fancy baseball player. I got Martin on a couple of my teams, and oh my gosh, Ooh. he's oh, he's helping you, huh? Ooh, yes, he is. I'll tell so, him. That, uh, I'll tell him. I, hey, Derek, man, he, I, I talked to a guy from a Halo uh, a Halo podcast, and he's he's digging your vibe, dude. You're helping him out on that fantasy baseball. League. He definitely is. So. As you're looking at this series now, you know, and you're and you're looking down the road because this is a, this is a good Rangers team, and it's very rare these days we get to say it's a good Rangers team. It hadn't uh, been for the five years. Yeah, <laughs> five and, years. and I want I want to point this out as well. It's not just you're not just good this year. You guys are built for the long haul. You're building. This is a franchise that we've been talking about now for a couple of years, and we're just waiting for them to make that move. Well, that move appears to have, to have come. What? Do the Rangers need to do this division rival? This is their first meeting of the season. What do the Rangers need to do this weekend to set the table for the rest of the year? Two out of three. I think that would send a message uh, if they do it. Now, they went into Cincinnati and got swept. So, um, you know, they, look, playing on the road is hard. It's a West, it's a West Coast swing. Uh, they're they're going to be out on the West Coast for the next week and a half. Um, obviously I think Oakland's in there. That's going to be something. Yeah. You, yeah you, you, you kind of expect that to, to, to go well, but, but then again, Cincinnati, they jumped out on Cincinnati. They were four or five runs ahead twice in that series and lost two games. They were ahead by four or five runs, uh, with the bullpen troubles, but you know, they need, they need to go to, to, to the angels. They need to, what is it? Anaheim, LA angel. I, you guys changed it so much. We just stopped. We, we just stopped trying. They're the I'm angels. I'm just going to say angels. I mean, yeah. Uh, they need to go to the angels and, and take two or three, I think. And that would set the tone. They went to Houston in Houston and took two out of three um, in Houston or three out of four. I think it was three out of four. Actually, yeah, it was, four they looked good. Yeah. They looked they really looked good. good. And Houston, unfortunately, I, I, and I hate this. I, I look when we are rivals with the team, you know, you always want them to lose and you to win. So you're always scoreboard watching and doing that. That's kind of the way you, you live it. I hate injuries, though. I can't stand it. I want everyone 100% healthy because I just think it's more fun. I want to see the best players playing. And Houston lost two starting pitchers. It looks like going down to Tommy John. Uh, and and that's, uh, that, that's tough. I hate that, especially as a Ranger fan watching a lot of our minor leaguers that have went through that a few years ago. Um, I, you know, I want to see healthy guys on the we field. We saw Shohei go down to it. And, yep. and you know, so and we we live and breathe on Shohei's career because we know one more injury to that arm, yeah, that's it. You know, and so we 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 watch pretty much 
as a fan, just a baseball fan, I'm a baseball guy. You live and breathe in every pitch this guy throws. I mean, yeah. and just by the way, right now, through three innings, he's got eight strikeouts over that game against St. Louis. <laughs> um, the, you live and breathe off of every pitch up because it's beautiful, not, be, oh not just gosh. because it's wonderful, but because in the back of your mind, there's that running fear that that UCL is going to go again, and there's no third. I mean, there's no second surgery. Yeah. You, it's well, it's happened. Done. Yeah, you, you, I've seen it. Uh, we've got, in fact, the Cole Reagans guy that I told you about that, that just came up. Had uh, he, he had Tommy John? He was first round pick. Had Tommy John got healthy, went out to the first game, blew it out again. Had a second one, and should have been in the major leagues two years ago, but just got back. COVID didn't help either. And last year he made his major league debut, and he's up and uh, he's doing fantastic. So uh, you know he's throwing this year. He's hitting ninety eight, ninety nine. He's always set. Um, you know, mid nineties was his top ninety five, mm-hmm. ninety six. He's hitting ninety eight, ninety nine. Um, and just worked on his his velocity this year, but uh, so it's not necessarily out of the question. But the, the but question is, yeah, it's scary. But for y'all, is he going to be back there? That's the issue. And so you know, we, you, we keep getting that question. Our last preview podcast, the the Cardinals guy asked us the same thing. He's like, you know, what do you got? You know, what is going to happen? He asked me on my show, <laughs> yeah. and it's the same answer I'll give now. A wild card isn't enough. You cannot risk this guy leaving for nothing, and right. you get a draft pick back. And so, if they're not entrenched like a serious contender, come come late July, they go. We get traded. Um, if yeah. I'm listen, if I'm the Angels, I'm trading. I'm I'm trading him. I'm trading Trout. I'm I'm reloading everything. I'm starting fresh. You can you, be you, you live me. like I do. I'm in the yeah. same boat. I mean, when you get to it, when you see that, you know what, our minor, if your minor league system isn't contributing, I'm sorry. You know, the Yankees try to – they're the best at kind of get – they'll get some guys in there. But but if your minor league system isn't loaded, there's a point where those big league guys, it's time – even though they're great and all of that, it's time to cut them loose. Let's get the – because you got to have depth coming out of the minor you league system. You have to have – yes. The, the term we use is organizational depth. And I look at – like look at how Houston has been able to maintain it. What, what did Houston do? Houston tore everything down in the early down. 2010s. And we can talk about their quote, you know, their cheating scandal and so on and so forth. But they won in the World Series. They've been great ever since. They 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 are not stopping. You look at Tampa Bay and how they built from the ground up. They, yep. they this all starts somewhere. Look at Baltimore. Baltimore in, embarked on a similar plan to what Houston yep. did, and they rebuilt everything. They're twenty and nine, and they're set for the next four or five years. I'm looking at the Angels and going, when was the last time they brought up a, a, someone who became a superstar? And the answer is Mike Trout. 2009, yep. they drafted him. Yep. So you're talking 14 years. They've had good quality players come up. They've had, some, but nobody who is a game changer that they brought up through the system in a while. And that te- and this used to be at one point, Bill Stoneman had built the Angels into the, the number one farm system in the league. And 15 years later, look at this. They're 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 okay. They got players coming up, but. If you want to set yourself up for the future, you have two golden calves. Yeah. And nobody wants to hear that. Because we all, we all love Trout. We all love Otani. But what's best for the long term? Well, if they're not competing for a World Series this year. Yeah. What do you do? You cannot. For Otani, you absolutely 
cannot allow him to leave for only a second round pick coming back. And if he leaves, he won't resign. You don't think? No. And, and the rant, the numbers for the angels, the angels finances aren't really set for what I think he'll demand. They're going to have to do a lot of wiggle room to do it, but you know, who is set to meet that demand? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. Yeah. And we all know it. Yep. Don't, Hey, I'll tell you what. So, the Dodgers, everybody's got the Mets, too, who they're just spending. They don't care. They're paying the luxury tax. Everybody's saying the Mets. Everybody's saying uh, the Dodgers. I think the Rangers will have that conversation. Uh, they've got some people falling off the books, too. They will they won't do anything with the trade because I don't think the Angels would trade with it, although the Rangers have prospects that the Angels probably covet. Um, but, that, you know, you, it's rarely they trade within organization. But it's a rental. Hey, he's a rental. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it, unless you, unless they had some kind of deal in place where they had put an extension out there, and he was like, "Yeah, that works." You're not going to get the Rangers. The Rangers would not pay what it would take to get it, and the Angels probably wouldn't trade within the organization unless they're getting exactly what they want from the Rangers. Well, and let's be honest. The, if the I mean, if we're if we're going to talk potential trade just for the giggles of it, yeah. The Angels know the odds that the Rangers will be able to get Otani are long term are low because he already has roots in SoCal. He's got yep. feelers coming from the Yankees and Mets. You know he's probably going to one of those two places. It's going to be really really hard for the Rangers to convince him to go play in Texas. I would say the Angels probably would engage in those train talks with the rate with. With the Rangers, the Angels would. I really think they would because they know the odds of being burned by this are low. Now, if the Dodgers came calling or the Yankees came calling, you know, we'll see. But I just look at this as, I said, by the way, it's not, I lose words with it because it's been a, a conversation we've been having for a while. And no matter how many times you repeat that conversation, it's never one you want to have again. Yeah, I I, I know where you're coming from. I, I I can't imagine that's you've gotten to watch literally the best player in baseball. It, it's it's impressive to watch. I've seen him around the batting cage and all of that. He seems just like a genuinely nice guy. Yes, um, he is. Uh, and Trout's that way too. I've seen Trout interact with fans. He just seems like a nice guy. Uh, but I I kind of think. Y'all seem to be kind of in the spot we were in about 15 or 16. Uh, in six, we probably should have started the rebuild in 15. We kind of really waited till 16, but we were kind of right there. And we thought, we, you know, we could make a run. Maybe we can do that. But I'm, I know what you're saying. It, but, you know, it makes it more entertaining for someone like you and like me. You kind of like a rebuild. Let's, if, if we're going to do it, tear it down. Let's start getting some kids in here. I want to start watching some of these kids come up and do that. And you could, you know, and do that because you're just kind of treading water if you're not. And everybody tries to hang on to do it. Look, it makes more money if you can make the playoffs. But the Rangers didn't have enough in, in 15 to get there. And injuries hurt them. And that's the year they traded Darvish. And that was I, our I can trip. think back to uh, when A-Rod left, too, the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that a was a couple different times for the Rangers. They lost somebody who was – you know, so you consider at that point a franchise guy. Yep. Definitely. So A Rod, they were ready to dump, I think. They were ready to get rid of him. They, he he didn't want to be there. And well, they kind of they make it known, don't they? 
when they're yeah. about half time. Yeah. So, John, can you let people know where to find you? This has been a fun conversation. Yeah. When these two teams meet again, we got to redo it. Yeah, man, I'd um, love to. That'd be a blast. So, uh, so we're at, uh, if, you, if you guys will go to rangerstoday.com, rangerstoday.com, that's, that's where the website is. It's all things Texas Rangers. It's a, it's a website for Texas Rangers. Our podcast is the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast uh, that you can find on YouTube and on any of your podcast uh, platforms, whatever you use. We have a YouTube channel also. Um, we have a studio, so we do a studio show um, that we do, and we have guests from general managers, players, coaches, all the way down to the minor leagues, scouts, and all of that. So it's been pretty fun, a lot of fun to do. And uh, but that's where you can find us. I'm at at Recliner Nerd. Interesting. It's not very interesting. I'm <laughs> when I was first blogging, I used to end everything. But with what the heck do I know? I'm just some fat guy sitting on his recliner. And then uh, that kind of just went to the Recliner Nerd. But uh, Jeff, excellent writer. I mean, award winning. He's a, he's a good writer to go watch. And uh, but love this man. This is a lot of fun. And uh, this would be a fun series. So we'll I'm going to follow you on Twitter so we can you know we have to give each other some help on on there (laughs) (laughs) absolutely all right so there you go this is john Uh, more from the the, again the recliner in the ranger state podcast excellent excellent conversation thanks so much for coming on folks it's time for us to get out of here as well i'm gonna watch shohei he just got dinged oh my gosh got dinged the fourth inning there 10 strikeouts and four runs we're gonna catch the rest of the ball game by the time you're listening to this that will already be over and i'll be looking forward to the third in the cardinal series and the big one going home to play the rangers It's going to be a fun, fun weekend. Rangers Angels baseball, always a great one. Follow me on Twitter at DC Paul. Follow our team, our guys at Talking Halos. Jared, you know all those folks. And in the meantime, we're out of here. Have a great one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.